Well, this is where it begins. Welcome to the show where all the dicks are. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, <laughs> let me let you guys know that today, earlier this morning, I was at work. I get off at 7 a.m. And I was like, you know, let me type something very heartfelt to oh. intro us very correctly. So welcome to the show where all the dicks are. And no, this is not your mom's booty hole. <laughs> we have Jeff Stritch, the man you can find at 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Monday through Friday on CBW Radio, broadcasting oh, 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 oh. via the Live 365 app or from CBWProductionCompany.com. Woo! Pow! We also here have our very own hybrid alien, <laughs> Sean B. <laughs> Be- 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 co-hosted with Jay Remy, a.k.a. The Confused Intern, a.k.a. CBW's local alcoholic. <laughs> this is all possible because live from the Marley House, our grandmaster of ceremonies, Shaggy. <laughs> What's up, fuckers? And he's accompanied by Omar. Your sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> this is Mike's and Men. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Ooh. Nobody can tap wow. your intros. Fucking I was going to say, uh, Jay, I wrote that this intro. morning. So I was pumped, dude. I was plums. so pumped. Came from the heart, soul, uh, and plums. That was a good And then I went intro. home and I, I took me like a little nap. Okay, I'm feeling nice and ready for this one. So we were just previously talking about stories amongst each other. Yeah. And we want to know what happened on Jeff getting pulled over. I'm not going to go exact where the the town was, but on my way to the studio, I've I've been working there seven months. (laughs) No, it was was a child cop, so it made it a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Like a cross guard? I was going through this town, and it's 25. And I know that for some odd reason, I forgot where I was, meaning that it's not like I, like, what, what am I doing here in the car? I forgot where I was geographically. And I come around the corner of this town. All of a sudden I see the lights flashing behind me. Uh-oh. Pulls me right over. It's 5.15 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. I reach in, get my license out, my insurance, reach in and get the registration. Windows already rolled down. Police officer says, do you know you were going 35 and a 25? Oof. And I said, yes. He said, where were you going? I said, well, I'm on my way to work. I work at a radio station. I'm in broadcasting at a radio station. So I hand him all the, the three items that I have. As I'm handing to them to him, he stops my hand and says, I've already run your, I've already run your oh, plates. Exact quote, because I still can't understand this. He says, it's not very good, but I've seen worse. What? Have a good day. Have a good day. Be safe. And I go, I've asked like five different people for the interpretation. Not that I deal with the police all the time. I don't have that large of a record in Sweden, yes. But the the whole thing took like three minutes. But can anybody have an interpretation? That guy's in the Marley head. He goes, it's not very good, but I've seen worse. 
So he pulls you over for speed and didn't <laughs> Must give be you, your driving record. Yeah, didn't give you a ticket? No. Do you, I don't think he had any intent of giving me a do ticket. Do you have any speeding tickets at all? I don't think that are on there now. I've had them in the past. There might have been one. I can't remember. What does Maybe that mean, one I think, in the uh, last three years. Is Jeff Stritch a criminal on I the side of the show? And he's like, he's like a Maybe mafia in the front boss. of the show. They're like, uh, you need to. I'm so sorry, sir. The cop apologized for pulling him over. I think two G's was right uh, that he was just like, you had a good record. He's like, I've seen worse. All right, you could go. And probably just let you go with a warning because you have a clean record. <laughs> wasn't even a warning. It was like it was the guy was rating. bored. He, <laughs> he just pulled me over. I mean, he could have he could have just came up next. He was working on a comedy bit. He was working on a comedy bit or something. Like, yeah, I've seen worse. <laughs> he had uh, he had a clock it for the quota. He's got to pull I mean, over. But who says that? Who makes that? You know, instead of just saying, "Sir, go slower." Yeah. Have a good day. Have a good show. <laughs> Think not. Hey. I looked at your record. It's it's not good. He's like, but I I've know, seen your worse. Childhood. I just not looked good. you up on Facebook and everything. Not good, but I've seen worse. And my wife, take my wife. <laughs> he, said, are you a, he said, "Are you a fan of Hitler?" And I said, "I yeah. have my like, oh, well, a Vitasen. Drive slower, Vitasen." I just was hoping. Not for fast. some you interpretation. Were going, you were going this fast. <laughs> Are you going that way? It's not a great so, story the way you guys are driving. Are you going very, very too fast? <laughs> and then you guys just separate him. Nobody has explained it to me. Well, <laughs> my entire body is covered in these crazy bruises. Yeah. They actually look pretty rad. Um, I Jeremy pays for abusive went, sex. I went paintballing, okay? Took the kids uh, out paintballing, and everybody we go out there. Is that your safe word? Paintballing. <laughs> paintballing. <laughs> Pissballing. <laughs> Pissball. Paintballing. Miss, uh, miss so I go there, and there's a bunch of like team guys. There's some dudes that like play that like they're on ESPN or something. They're like they're in uniform and stuff, and I think they turned up their guns. Like as the day progressed, everything they were doing was a little bit harder than what you think. These yeah. paintball guns were dialed in for because they measure how the speed of your paintball when you go in there before you could go out into the field. Have you ever went that. paintballing? No, I've never gone paintballing. Oh, and then these guys can go back and they got like all it takes is an Allen wrench and you just turn a couple of screws up and you turn up the pressure really? of how it comes out. So it's more direct. And I think these pro guys. They hated my ghillie suit, so they just they, it was, the ghillie suit was so defective. Like I want to send it back to Amazon and tell them this don't work. People can see you in the woods when you wear a ghillie suit. So yeah, I got my ass shot off for my birthday. It was has, fun. Has anyone else? I I think we had a few people maybe in the Marley house. Uh, anyone else paintball in there? Have you guys ever been paintballing? Yeah, I I, I used to do it a lot in high school. I used to Did play you? woods ball. So can you uh, kind of agree or disagree? Like uh, when you get bruises that bad, do you think the gun has to be turned up a little bit? Oh yeah, they definitely raise the psi in that bitch. Yeah, I've some never of these seen dudes, bruises. people dude. don't know how bad these bruises are. Like you guys can't see; they Bro, are like yellow. Just take a picture of it, not a video. No, they they really fucked you up. You can <laughs> see the circle. You could see if you look closely, you could see the circle imprint <laughs> yeah, of where the where ball made impact. Yeah, Bro. 
some of these it guys showed up with paintball out. guns that were like electronic. It looked like a oh, future gun. Those ones. These dudes had like two thousand dollar guns. Where they and go? Shit. <laughs> Dude, it was like machine guns yeah. everywhere. Yeah, those things. It are was scary. crazy. I've I've went for I've went paintballing once. It was for a friend's uh, birthday. And yeah, we had to go up against a whole team. And this was the story I was gonna tell. I hope I'm not being too loud. It was scary. We were we were out paintballing, and I was next to my buddy's girlfriend, now wife. And this is where I was like, "All right, this is a little dangerous." Me and her <laughs> were hiding behind like a little pallet, and there's just this tiny little crack. There's this tiny little crack. Got you right through it. And and we're ta- I'm talking to her, and as I'm talking to her, all of a sudden I just hear her go. <laughs> and get smacked like right upside the head, like really close, like right above her eye. And she's like, I'm out, I'm out. And there's paint all over her face. She goes out, wipes her face, and she's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then throughout like the next like half hour as we play and we keep coming back out, we start to see this bump slowly. Whoa, well, you guys getting, are playing like, without goggles and stuff? Without the yeah, without goggles. What? Yeah, that we, is we crazy. Go, it's like barebacking. We go hard in the paint. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, we we Ooh, all, all I did I'd was be like, mad if somebody I'll, shot me in my head with a paintball gun and I didn't have the mask on. No, yeah, we weren't wearing masks. We weren't wearing like hoods or anything. We had like what I did was I just put on a an old hoodie. Just the worst I've had is on the front of my mask. There's like these slits at the mouth so you could get fresh air through. And, uh, Somebody shot me directly in the mouth, and my mouth was open, and I had a paintball guts oh, all in my mouth, dude. <laughs> and when I let the game do it, I almost puked. Oh, my God. It was so bad. What's your – What's your? have you ever gotten hurt worse than this in paintball? No, this is the first time that tell, they hit me up like that. It was tell, the outfit. Tell the, I know, yeah. They're tell like, the people, this ghillie suit dude is dead let's today. Let's They even – what did they refer to you as when you – Ghillie suit guy. The one guy comes out of the woods, I'm out of a game. I get back and start refilling. I see a team of guys walk out. Dude's like, yeah, I was walking through the woods. I got this one dude, and then I got ghillie suit guy and pointed at me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now like, like now I know they're guy. targeting. I'm ghillie suit guy. I'm like, what? Did you, did it's you, paintball profiling. I was like, did you think they weren't going to refer to you as ghillie suit guy when you show up in a ghillie suit? Of course that's going to be. There was this one guy that had full military fatigues. Really? He looked like he just came back from Iraq. He had like the the Arabic head wrap like thing. That's smart too. I never thought of like, when I went to paintballing, I was like, oh, I should have tried to blend in. Yeah, like gear up. <laughs> I'm wearing Get orange. out there. No, I'm Man, I thought Amazon's, antlers on. Amazon's cheap uh, ghillie suits are defective. They don't work in the woods. Don't try to hide from the apocalypse out there. Out like there looking that. like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I did. I looked like a linky Bigfoot. Dude, that's scary. So tell the people where all your bruises are at, because they don't know, they can't They're see. They're on my on my yeah. legs. I got one some on, on my legs, ass. Couple on your my thighs. My neck. Ass, it goes neck, down to arm. my shoulder and chest. So did you count them? How many bruises do you have? There's a lot, dude. I didn't like count seven them. Seven or more. Because I had to, I had to just do it all for the nookie. <laughs> the nookie. <laughs> are you changing it so we can talk to the? This let's go okay. because this episode truly is about Woodstock '99. So, since we were talking about people getting hurt and people being running in with the police, there's nothing better than one of the craziest things that have happened in the last few decades, which has been Woodstock '99, which had a lot of people getting hurt, a lot of people uh, dealing with the police, some deaths even. No, Jeffrey made a face that he didn't even know. Wow. Did you guys know the original Woodstock people died? 
The original Woodstock, they only tell you about the glamour and glitz and glamour and make it look good. But the army had to come in to the original Woodstock and, and bring in food and stuff because people ran out of food. People were dying. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Grateful Dead played I'm gonna on. party till I die. No. Well, here's the thing. I don't is, need food. That's the thing they is people just that. showed up for a three-day weekend and they didn't think. They were just like, I'm going to fucking party. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going to sleep in the mud. There's no like actual places to stay. And it was like raining. And then there was like crazy heat and people tripping on bad acid. And there was just like kind of like people giving away free sandwiches and stuff. Well, yeah. And then people like got in for free and shit too. Yeah. People uh, jumped and ran the fence. fence you're runners. talking about the original Woodstock. Original Woodstock. But people this, died. Woodstock 99, you're saying, is like. Even worse. Even worse. Even worse. (laughs) I don't know if they had a Woodstock 2000. (laughs) Dude, I've never heard of Woodstock 99. And here's the thing that makes a little sense, because if you're not from, if you're not... uh, I got a VHS of it somewhere. Do you? Oh, my God. It's actually really good. If you're not hip to the, uh, the 1999, there was a big phenomenon. Around 1999, that made I think that made a lot of people act crazy. Back in 1999, when the year 2000 was about to happen, a lot of people believed in Y2K. They thought the world was oh, literally yeah. going to end, oh, or yeah. they they thought they. I remember people saying planes are going to fall yeah. from the sky, and the internet, computers are going to blow up, uh, and internet's going to go the down, electricity is going to be done. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think. A lot of people in 99, I think there's a lot of tension. People were like, fuck it, I'm going balls to the wall because if Y2K happens and I die, I want to know that I did, I, I lived it up a little bit. But people went fucking ape shit at Woodstock 99. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. With Fred Durst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <what? laughs> so there. Well, yeah, if you, if you look at the lineup, it's not it's not bro. what you would think a Woodstock concert would be for 1999. Bro, the like, like Everclear, like Chemical Brothers were there. Dude. Corn was there. Dude, yeah, listen, one day it was literally like this. It was Jewel, <laughs> then it was Corn. Everclear Rocket shit, Metallica, though. and then Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, can you, do you see the flow of that? Like, people are sitting there for Jewel yeah, <laughs> early in the day, and then Corn. And then, like, Metallica, then Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, that's going to draw on a pretty aggressive crowd. Sounds like Stretch's show. (laughs) (laughs) So here is what we're looking at. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people, when when I brought up Fred Durst, everyone's ears perked up. Everyone sat up on the edge of their seat. Now, (laughs) get this dude. So a lot of people have been wondering. He, look like? he looks oh, like yeah. Ron White with a <laughs> with a uh, handlebar mustache. Well, Ron didn't Ron White. Ha- what did Ron White have? Did he have a handlebar mustache? No, no, he's clean shaven. He yeah, he's clean shaven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a kind of younger Ron White. <laughs> His son with a handlebar. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where we're at right now. A lot of people might be wondering what happened to the biz where how is Durst doing? So I think recently he just Was that like his street name or something? The Biz? No, Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, was you said you you said the biz like twice. (laughs) (laughs) So so I guess he – I think he even played at Lollapalooza or something this weekend, but that doesn't matter because this is what's going on. He just recently created an Instagram and posted two pictures, uh, both looking kind of the same. He is now he in prison? <laughs> yeah, he has to from Woodstock 99. He's still in prison <laughs> from that. 
No, so what's going on is he has uh, kind of shaggy gray hair. And, yeah, he has a handlebar mustache gray. He looks definitely older, you could tell. What do you guys think he looks like? Like, tell me. You guys haven't seen Fred Durst in a while. So how's this new look? What do you guys think on this new look? I think if he threw on, like, the colors, like, a vest, like a biker vest, <laughs> and, like, wore, like, biker clothes, he'd totally pull off, like, a Sons of Anarchy guy. Yeah, he's missing his red cap. That's, that's about as far as Sons of Anarchy as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know. Are we guessing age? 50? Uh, well, when he posted the caption read, thinking about you, 70, so I think he's about to turn. No. No, he can't be 70, He right? is 70. I will look it up while we get <laughs> yeah, excited look that, about Fred Durst. Look that up. I can't Let's we were get excited on Fred Durst. Fred Durst. So not many people Jeremy. know what Fred Durst is. <laughs> I don't know what Fred Durst is doing. I don't know what he's been up to. He's kind of been American kind rap. of disappeared after a while. So let's 99 see. 99 was his heyday. Now and go after to that, the. He's 50. Okay. He's 50. All right. So look at what he looks like <laughs> when he was doing Woodstock. Oh, when he Let's was do doing a comparison. Woodstock. He looked like his heyday where he had freaking the 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 weird little kind of facial hair and he had the that backwards hat. So I well, Why we, would he go straight like cowboy? People mustache, hated him. Dude. A lot of people forget that people hated Fred Durst, not because of Woodstock ninety nine. I don't know why. But all of a Eminem. sudden New Metal probably maybe. He Eminem. had a problem with Eminem and Eminem made a a problem for him in the music industry. Do you think that's why like people I think hated so. him? I think Eminem After does while, that to a lot of people. I remember growing up thinking, wow, Limp Bizkit is pretty fucking sweet. And then all of a sudden, it, overnight, it was like, they're a fucking joke. Yep. All of a Eminem. sudden, I was like, hot dog flavored water and chocolate starfish. This shit's stupid as shit. Eminem's got like five songs that bring up his problems with this dude. And really? he was supposed to do music with him. Really? Eminem and him were about to combine and do an album or something. And then Fred Durst was like talking shit. Or... Maybe it was vice versa, but Eminem says he was, like, switching sides on him and not working on the music or something. I don't know. It's crazy because as much as we're talking about Fred Durst, he's not even the reason why Woodstock 99 was destroyed. And I don't want to put blame on the artist or anything, but he definitely fueled the fire a lot, a lot. I don't want to put blame on him. He used to go hard. I don't know why they had problems (laughs) in the long run. You know, you speaking know, of fire, though, like that performance by the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. when everything's like... That's what I was going to bring up, too. Okay, so it wasn't just Fred Durst. So I'll, I'll, I'll like, Omar brought up a great point. I'm going to touch on those two subjects. and But that was literally, like, what, Saturday night, Sunday? So shit was already popping off, like, on Friday and Saturday. So this is what happened. When Fred Durst finally comes out, people are really, really agitated. Really, really agitated. So we'll go. We'll we'll take a few steps forward and then we'll go back. People are, are already agitated. Why? We'll get there. When when Fred Durst starts playing, every, it, it, like like we said, it was a crazy fucking lineup and everyone's Let pissed. For some reason, everyone's pissed. All right, I'll even look up live performance. Now I saw the live performance of this Limp Biscuit way before I even knew it was Woodstock, and I remember thinking, why are people going so absolutely ape shit? For Limp Bizkit. Like, literally, this performance could be labeled a riot. And no, it, eventually no. they did riot at Woodstock 99 that they had to bring in the fucking army to kick all these crazy white people out. <laughs> so, here is Woodstock 99 with Limp Bizkit. We'll be posting it to our Facebook if you guys want to see it. So, 
Of course, their most one of their most famous songs. Everyone's a little pissed, and he he starts going, you know what? This is great for my image, and I'm really liking how everyone's. Oh, kind I of, do feel like I remember seeing this on MTV I or like, something. I like how everyone's breaking stuff. I got a song that'll accommodate this. So he starts playing break stuff. And he goes, don't you want to just fucking break stuff? So then everyone starts climbing onto the rafters and onto the amps, breaking stuff from the amplifiers. They're taking fucking planks of wood. They're taking uh, metal bars. They're throwing all their food and shit on stage. They start stage diving and stage surfing. They they get the pieces of wood and people are standing on it. (laughs) And he's just singing break stuff. He's like, yeah, that's right. Fucking break stuff. <laughs> That's like the lyrics of the whole song. The whole, break stuff. The whole song. Fucking break stuff. Don't you please. just get mad? Aren't you mad? <laughs> Aren't you mad? It doesn't make you want to break stuff. And they're like, yeah, I am fucking mad. And I do want to break stuff. You're right, friend. No, I can't lie. The music at that time it was would get so you aggressive. Pumped. It's super aggressive. It's like going to the gym or something. Like, you want to go there amped See? like that. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, there were Dude's so many more. crowd surfing on plywood. Bro, bro. <laughs> there was like... No, because they broke that wood down from the amplifiers from the stage. They were oh breaking God. stuff. So and they crowd surfed it. That dude and is epic. surfed it. Whoever that guy is, I love him. So... He's great. <laughs> he was stomping on it. Yeah, so... You know how hard it would be... Hold up your oh, end. Fuck yeah. So now now again, Limp Biscuit didn't guy. didn't start the riot, but they definitely playing break stuff when people wanna break stuff didn't help. And let's see if we could really like find some uh good stuff. See, this is what eventually happens to Woodstock ninety nine. Uh right right after right after <laughs> a red hot chili peppers come out. So Red Hot Chili Peppers comes out. No spoilers. I got to watch this doc. Yeah. This is awesome. No spoilers. I mean, this happened. <laughs> yeah. You're already too late. And this whole podcast is going to be spoilers, just so you know. It's okay, only 20 sorry, years we old. Sorry, we have to turn off the podcast because we can't talk about Woodstock 99 since Jeffrey haven't seen it. I don't want to know what happens. So this is interesting, though, because I do remember seeing these performances on um, – on TV, but I didn't think it was Woodstock. Do you remember Flea coming out naked and playing with his bass, his dick flopping around? <laughs> 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 I heard about that, too, before I knew it was Woodstock. You know, Flea comes out. So this is an encore. Red Hot Chili Peppers plays, and then oh, they're cut. they won't show the, the crowd because the crowd is fucking absolutely bonkers. So let me see if I could find out. Yeah. So they're playing, <laughs> and the crowd, what the crowd does is they start... Uh, flipping food carts and other things, and they start setting them on fire. They start setting everything on fire, and oh, Red Hot Chili shit. Peppers wraps up, goes off stage, and they go, "Can Anthony Kiedis? Can you please go out there and try to get them to stop freaking out?" And he goes, "All right." And he goes out there for their encore. They play uh, "Fire" by Jimi Hendrix. Let me stand next to your fire. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to kind of add fuel to the fire, literally, <clears throat> and everyone. Start setting think... crazy oh, fires. Man. Do I think what? Go ahead. You don't think that could be like a part of the show that was staged? I don't know. Well, it was it was before their set. Uh, they had sent, or they had uh, set oh, no. one of one of the stages like Never across mind. the airfield, like on fire. 
let me rec- recant my statement <laughs> because I just saw who was around that damn fire, and that was like a bunch of stoned ass, oh yeah, drunk kids going like, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but like, like looking at the footage and just seeing them on stage and like looking out towards the crowd and you just see like all these fires, like it's it's mind blowing. This dude's dick straight out. Ooh, <laughs> he was hanging Jeffrey ten. Likes that. He was hanging ten and playing guitar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hanging ten and playing. Guitar. <laughs> More like four. Four. A cold. Yeah, four. maybe hanging. Couple. Yeah, so for the people out there, uh, Red Hot Chili couple. Peppers comes out there, and Flea, Flea comes out completely naked play in the bays, like like they said, dick flopping in the breeze, yeah. So we're going to watch some videos, and we'll post this to our Facebook again. Mm. Uh, yeah, they start setting fires everywhere, multiple, tons of fires, and no, this was definitely not planned, because like you said, it's a bunch of like stoner white kids and like frat boys and like <laughs> new metal guys standing <laughs> around it. Like, look, they broke down the st- oh yeah, that's Holy a stage. Shit. That was a stage that no, they toppled. No, that was a thing out of no, that's out a stage. into the crowd. That was a stage that they toppled because they had to. The place was so big, Woodstock, that they had to put up these amplifiers that were the size of like, like kind of like a two-story little apartment, and they literally were like flipping them on their sides. I know what happened, but destruction. I, Jeffrey likes destruction. I have to. Wa- I have Arson. to watch the documentary. Yeah, I know what happens. It's just as very interesting. It's like watching a yeah. Look how crazy documentary on Lincoln. They set so many fires. And this is and this is just yeah. Oh my god, everywhere. Wait till you see the documentary. They show really like And this isn't even how bad it gets. This is still not how bad it gets. But this is when they start realizing, okay, things are getting a little crazy, you know. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Did you see it? This dude walked up with a mullet or something. Oh, yeah, it's he 99. was drunk as fuck. Everyone's <laughs> fucked up. And, and it was like Woodstock, but like on steroids, because everything that went wrong at Woodstock happened the same thing here. Like, uh, it, it was like, dude, it was in like the high 90s. They were on a tarmac. They were on, like uh, Omar mentioned, they were on like a, a base, like an army base. And it was like tarmac, hot tarmac. Holy exactly shit. what you would think the opposite of like a venue for like Woodstock <laughs> would be, you know? <laughs> It's like the complete opposite. The complete opposite. The next year, in, in response to this, uh, Coachella started. Oh, so that's oh. what—that's the new uh, Woodstock. Yeah, they were like, they were like, let's take down notes and learn from their mistakes, and then they did Woodstock. And Is the, this the Co- last Coachella. Woodstock? I don't know, Jeffrey. If you could please look that up, I feel like they've tried to have other ones. And if people don't know, this Woodstock is set up by the original Woodstock's uh, event organizer. The people, really, that, the people that set up the original uh, Woodstock well, yeah, set up that, this one. That's probably a trademarked uh, like venue thing or something. Yeah, it is. And they were. I don't know if they've done another one, but I know at the end of the at the end of the documentary, they said they were going to try to do one in two thousand five, but it got canceled. Yeah, that fiftieth one was canceled as well. Fiftieth anniversary. Who the fuck? You know, so much shit. If there was a Woodstock right now, you know it would be the lamest fucking Woodstock ever. Fuck yeah, it would have like the chain smokers, Taylor Swift. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Miley Cyrus, Harry Styles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeffrey likes it though. It's not an erection. I do. No, it's you being like, you're showing off those sweet ass shoes, man. Those are sweet. Woodstock. Thanks. Woodstock '94, followed by Woodstock '99. There's a Woodstock 94. You asked me to look it up. No, okay. I don't think you understand our, our okay. question. Was there, there one a, after 99? No. Yeah. I said 94, 99, and none after. Oh, really? Oh. 
Because you, I thought you were saying that's, it revert. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. These no, kids ended it bro, for everybody, bro, dude. Okay, listen to how much, dude. We're not even. This is just the tip. Not even the tip of the iceberg. But this is like the beginning. Shit gets. There's so much more. There's so. I much don't more remember I this being like that because I was nine. I remember yeah. I would be catching MTV there? or whatever. No. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I don't remember being Look, this crazy. that's me right there in the white <laughs> shirt with the little headband. Right here, right there. Yeah, Jay that's Young, me. Jay Remy. Can we go home? No. That, <laughs> if well, MTV, one... by the end of it, started treating it as like a natural fucking disaster. MTV got kicked out of there because they were... This was, again, during the 90s when it started to turn toward pop bands. And, and MTV used to be, oh, like, it's fucking cool. And then all of a sudden it was teenage girls. They were like, I like Justin. I like 90. Oh, he likes He likes stop doing that. Uh, and, and people were pissed that MTV this were there. butt naked walking around drinking a beer. People were throwing shit at Carson Daly. They were attacking MTV people. Viacom called them and was like, yeah, you guys need to pull out. Viacom can't guarantee your safety anymore. MTV had to leave out the back. I don't know. I don't like, remember. Like, uh, like Omar said, uh, they and the event organizers were pissed. They were like, "MTV's pointing us in a really bad, pa- uh, painting us in a really bad light." But it's like they were reporting on what was going on. Like, that dude, girl was about to swing off of a broken piece of the stage with her titties out. Is <laughs> wild, man. That does look like a fucking crazy time. Well, that's one of the craziest things. I don't even know if we could find any of it. But that's, you said people died in that? Yeah, people died. Here, I'll see if I could find... What, like alcohol poisoning? They looked like they were uh, No, lit. dehydration. Oh, dehydration. Oh, Because yeah. that's the thing. Oh. It was hot and they're drunk. That's the thing. Yeah. Water cost $4. Water. Yeah, water. <laughs> More like 14 you Dude, it was 1999. Like $4 a bottle. You know how bad that is right now in 2021? You know how bad that would be $4 in 1999? Bro, that would be like everything I have for the day. Dude, going down to the the stadium, like the football stadium or the baseball stadium, you better have some money on you because everything is way too expensive. It's like twelve dollars for a beer or something. And 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 not only is everything so expensive there, there was a lot of things that they tried doing that was really freaking gross. So they tried doing like they tried setting up like, all right, well, we'll try to make like sh- uh, showers, kind of like bathing little places with with running water so people could drink the water and people can shower with it and stuff people <laughs> instead of respecting the water they were jumping into the water and bathing in it shaving in it like that was the drinking water and people were fucking around because it. it was so hot getting drunk and taking a dump in it they were taking showers <laughs> showers were just basically like plywood <laughs> with like little like hoses and there was tarps and men were next to the women and the men would move the tarps and would like stare at the women and like we're doing shit like that they were also like standing in like a, a couple inches of like their own their own shit their own bathing well, everybody's water. own fucking shit they said like they were like ankle like deeper more of like everyone's like because there was no uh drainage it got like really fucking not only was there destructive stuff there was really gross stuff because yeah like you said or like you asked how how did people die a main thing was they were on a tarmac, so it's black asphalt. People couldn't escape the heat, really, uh, and they're all out there. They're out there all day in the heat, dancing around each other. Their bodies are, are giving off more more heat. They're dancing, <laughs> listening to music. They're getting drunk. <laughs> they're not eating, and then and then yeah, they just die of dehydration. <laughs> A lot of people, yeah, and like look how like hypothermia too and shit. Yeah. Like, who is no joke? That's ICP. ICP was there. 
Things got insane as shit. Like literally, like look how many. That people is there. a big crowd, dude. dude. I don't know how many people were there, but it was literally like a football, probably like multiple All right, Jeff, football look fields. That one up. Yeah, how, many how many people, people are there? were at Woodstock '99? I think that was uh, Rage Against the Machine playing. That's the thing is, dude. They had they had a Slipknot, or I don't know if they had Slipknot, but they had like Corn. They had Rage Against the Machine. They had fucking killer, crazy bands. Like there was so much aggression. Everyone was pissed. This is the last good show ever. It looks like, <laughs> dude. I would have loved to have been there. I would honestly like. I would have loved to have been there. It would have sucked dick. I would have been so pissed. Yeah, that would have been a bad time. Here's another thing too. Yeah, there's the basis of a <laughs> Limp Bizkit. He came out rocking double <laughs> birds because he hated everyone. He just was. He just went like this. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. Back in the '90s, they didn't have phones, so if you got people were getting lost from their friends in a huge fucking festival like that, they wouldn't find their friends for the rest of the weekend. They had little phones set up so you could try to like, or they had like here, here if you're lost and you could write notes and like stick it on the boards. I was like, damn, this shit's '90s as fuck. Now you could just be like, Jay Remy, where are you at? All right, I'll meet you at the tent. <laughs> it says it drew around four thousand four. I'm sorry. It drew around 400,000 people to Griffiths Air Force Base in upstate New York. Attendees paid $150 each plus service charges, but organizers failed to account for the extreme weather. Airfields aren't known for offering much respite from blinding midday sun. The need for... It goes on bathrooms. Dude, that's a lot of fucking people to perform for. Yeah. Dude, do you saw it? We'll, we'll post four hundred thousand. We'll post a video again. We'll post a lot of stuff to Facebook. That's a big so ass crowd. Or, or uh, we I don't even think we plugged it yet. Uh, but this is a documentary, Woodstock '99 documentary on HBO Max. So if you want, you could watch it all there. Uh, I recently watched it. Jay Remy, you want to read this? Uh, kind of touches on what Jeff was just saying. The th- what I highlighted. Organizer John Schur blames the media, the victims, and Fred Durst, that <laughs> son of a bitch. So, oh, it's just, oh, it's a first installment. Oh, oh no, it's in, in Music Box. Okay, so it'll be like different things. Yeah, the Woodstock Festival wanted to recreate the nine, the nineteen sixties, uh, but it, but it was very. They said it was very corporate. Like like we brought up four dollar bottles of water. There were a lot of like sponsorships and corporations there. Uh, the documentary is called Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. It does get, (laughs) (laughs) it does get really fucking crazy. And some of the, like, it gets, so we're going to touch on some of the scarier, like, I I know we already like touched on some of the scarier stuff, but there's some real scary stuff. So as they bring up, they say there was some kind of rage. They say like, it seemed like a lot of toxic masculinity. They said there was a lot of angry white guys there and i've seen stuff like this where like have you ever been to the that's pit what, or the punk always show? causes all the problems all the when time. you're in the pit if you've been to a punk show and you're in the pit you're all there's always that one guy and it's a white dude and he's always like i came here just to be annoying and a fucking douche and you're i can't like, lie to you there's been a lot of times in my life where that, that shit got the best of me and i was just a raging white guy. <laughs> a raging white guy in the pit. Sometimes he got Well, this rage, Woodstock man. 99 was all raging white guys in the pit. <laughs> now, that's scary. They even say this is Then you got them of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, yeah ages. It's scary. Ages. <laughs> uh, what they say is, what, what I thought was funny was, it was just a wave 
of young white guys with backward hats. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, J. Remy fits in that. I could do it all for the nookie. <laughs> so, again, it was three scorching hot days in late July. It was really, really hot. People, for some reason, everyone that organizes and everyone that gets interviewed brings up how everyone just seemed pissed. It's the late 90s. They didn't really have anything to fight against. They wanted something to fight against. They wanted to seem persecuted. They didn't really have anything going on in the 90s. Like like we said, it was like boy bands. Like, can you, was there anything really in the 90s? Like, I mean, kind of, I guess, like school shootings in Columbine, but that wasn't like something to fight against. That was something to just be like, wow, that's big and scary. That's what I feel like defined the 90s. There's nothing really like big that was fought fighting against but you could tell people wanted to fight against something and Hold they on, came there up a little bit with all their anger by a marketing firm and forced to eat limp cheese sandwiches <laughs> what the fuck is that what are you reading in which fluent attendees were oh, wooed you're reading it's, about fire festival all oh, we could oh. do you know what we might ha- we might do another what's uh, a limp cheese sandwich it, I've oh, never heard we of might that. well we'll touch on that right now. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what Fire Festival is, Fire Festival was with Ja Rule and someone else where they're like, We're gonna have this amazing fucking festival in the Bahamas. People and they flew never out. Did it. But as they were flying <laughs> out, they were still building the stage and shit. They had to sleep on mattresses that were on the ground in tents. And they were like, Here's your four course meal. And it was literally just like bread, cheese, and bread. No. Yeah. And they called it a limp cheese sandwich. <laughs> Here, we'll look up the limp cheese. <laughs> Oh that God. caught Jay Remy's eye, and I gotta look it up now because it's funny. <laughs> if you've never seen a picture of the I've food, heard of Fire Festival, I've never they heard have of a, another sandwiches and, and shit. And that's another thing; they have uh, a Fire Festival <laughs> documentary too, if if you want to see it. Oh, you got some vegetables and stuff too. So here's the limb cheese. Oh, sandwich. that's a salad on the side. Oh, <laughs> you could throw it on the cheese I was sandwich. Say, <laughs> they don't even up. Damn. A limp they cheese sandwich. They make the sandwich. salad a side salad. They don't even Dude, offer it. Dude, I'm say that for now on. I need a limp cheese sandwich. <laughs> I need a limp cheese sandwich. I need a limp, throw me a limp cheese sandwich. That's your safe word. Limp, limp cheese, cheese sandwich. sandwich. Ja Rule was not happy. Ja Rule was not having it. <laughs> oh, no. Too far. Limp cheese sandwich. Limp cheese sandwich. Oh, limp cheese sandwich. Limp cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so... <laughs> it was no I don't know I would say it was probably worse than the fire festival because like everyone again was ruining stuff people say it's far darker than that what happened was uh let's see what what happened there was Man. there was widespread sexual assault riots right. looting arson and death by hypothermia one hypothermia, thing hypothermia mm-hmm. it got it got cold at night and they're they all so wet hot. in that yeah. in that booty hole water yeah I have an interesting Tell note us. here. Omar, you know this because you've seen it. It says the aggressiveness of the lineup is also yeah. overstated. Yeah, tell us the lineup. Well, the then 44-year-old pianist Moby. Bruce Hornsby, oh. for example, played an hour-long set. Who's it, Bruce Hornsby? Uh, exactly. And <laughs> he's actually good. Um, <laughs> it doesn't list. I'll have to find the whole list of the artists. That was just a brief little paragraph I read in the Moby, New Yorker article. Moby actually did play there, and Moby even said, he's like, the minute I walked in, I could feel this weird vibe. He's like, you've played enough venues, you could tell when stuff's not going well. He's like, we were with the Ravers, so the Ravers were having fun, but the way that they built up this list, 
It was just going up, 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 up. <laughs> to and there was make no... sure people tear everything yeah, apart. And there was like, there was no like, calm down. They're, yeah. just gonna, they're just gonna go up and they're just gonna crash. Moby's like, I played and then I left. He's like, the, right when I was done, <laughs> me and my people packed up everything and I was like, let's leave. Moby's like, I did my, my thing and I, I didn't even stay. I left. I would feel like that if I was... When Moby leaves the place, you know it's scary. And that's the thing. So like we're talking about, it would get... It, it, it would get too hot sometimes. Uh, I remember one of the event organizers' friends he brings up in the documentary, he went to go leave to go see, I think, Metallica. And he it was too hot. They weren't drinking water. Uh, they're all against each other. They're on the hot tarmac. And he just passes out and just dies. They thought he was ODing, so they started treating him wrong. They didn't treat They never took his temperature. So then he died. A lot of people Ooh. died from uh, being too hot. And, like, uh, we can't really show it right now. We're not going to. But they also say, I'm reading here, it says, by the end of the weekend, the portable toilets had overflowed. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Here's, what, here's what's disgusting. <laughs> not only did they overflow, listen to this. That people, could happen quick. People were so pissed about the people bathing in, in, the, in the water supply. So they were like, well, instead of getting the water there let's go down the line where the pipe is we'll bust the pipe and we'll get the water from that so when they busted it at first yeah water was coming through but then eventually uh, oh. dookie water dookie so then and then they realized that was shit so Ooh. then it started flooding and it started flooding the campsite so people oh, you'll see in the, you see it in the documentary people are camping and they're, they're walking out of their tents and stuff and there's just floods ankle deep of shit just Ponds, ponds of shit. That should be the name of the show: is Booty Water Campsite. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't name it that. That's uh, Jeff Hardy has a copyrighted oh, for his uh, house. Oh damn! <laughs> damn! Now I gotta change get the sign changed. <laughs> but this is what's crazy. So one thing back then too is it was so many aggressive white guys. It, uh, it shows it. It shows it on the documentary, but we can't show it. A lot of women were showing their tits, and then hell yeah. But then a lot of guys would just – you just see all these hands going up and groping them and grabbing them and the women getting pulled down into the crowd. Women were reporting that, oh, I was getting caught in a corner and these men were tearing off my clothes. Like women were coming back to the first aid places with their clothes stripped, being like these men cornered me, ripped off my clothes and started grabbing me and like I was raped. I was sexually assaulted. They said there was over like 200 or something like reports like like people being like sexually assaulted <laughs> Dude, of, of rape and in the video you see so many women topless are showing their breasts but then you see a lot of guys grabbing them like crowds of guys I mean, if grabbing calling, them and then pulling them in they were kind of doing it for that weren't they I've no, seen girls at concerts pull their titties out like crazy they don't want yeah but they don't people want jump up touch. and grab some nipples yeah Dude. but like you shouldn't be doing that at all you shouldn't be doing that dude when, yeah. you, when, when if people I pull are, out my dick you gonna grab it I might <laughs> I might even rub dick, your balls too if I pull out my dick you better you better gander he has the option gander. gander and not a grab that's what it's all about you take a gander not a grab oh <laughs> uh, yeah Mike Cement is pretty uh, progressive inclusive pretty progressive very progressive. Gander, not a grab, man. So yeah, and and a lot of looting. A lot of people were uh, breaking into people's tents, stealing stuff. Uh, and what's funny is the organizers were trying to downplay it the whole time. Every time, every day in the morning when they would have press and people trying to ask questions, they would constantly shout at them or yell at them or like they wouldn't even really answer MTV because they were like MTV's painting us in a bad way, but. MTV was reporting on what was going. 
There, it was so bad. There was barely functional restrooms or showers. By the end of the weekend, like uh, A. Remy said, portable toilets and overflows. People, a. Remy. Well, yeah, by, Remy. by the what end of the I weekend, Remy? the did fucking I, say a. Remy? I heard it. Yeah, that sounds almost cooler. It sounds like A. Rod. A. Rem. I feel like I have a speech impediment. I just, or no, maybe I, I think I did say A. Remy because I went to go say oh, that. My bad. Oh. My bad. No, you're like A. A. Remy. A. I get it. It's like Remy. a. Like if my abbreviation has an abbreviation it's too. It's your new name, Remy. Yeah, Remy. Henny Remy. No. <laughs> no, but by the end of the weekend, like this, well, even by like Saturday, the security there would just like yeah. completely dip the fuck out. I would too if there is four hundred thousand people. You can't control that. Well, this is what's. I, oh no, you can't. Which which sucks. The, the security wasn't even prepared, and what sucks is they interview the the security, and the security you could tell isn't even like good security it's like bros frat bros that came in like when they go are you ready for this he's like uh, yeah where were you during this he's like oh i was getting a blowjob back there dude did you use your security pass to get pussy uh, you know it bro and they even said that some security guys would be like okay i'm security and i get paid for the weekend all right i'll see you on monday and they would just wander in the crowd take off their shirt take off their pass well, just imagine. and be like and then just go to a concert and then be like and then put it back on on monday when, when like uh, like Omar Amar said, when uh, shit started going wrong, security started turning their shirts inside out and hiding because they didn't even want to. They were afraid they were going to get attacked. Do you want to read that? What started happening? Man, this is like a true testament to like if these dudes are like, "Hey, man, get a blowjob in the back, man." Yeah, that's security. Then type of people caused the military to come out. Yeah. Imagine if you had a group of 400,000 really, really smart people just, like, <laughs> raging out. <laughs> These are idiots. Like an opposite of the capital attack, just if everyone was just smart. Like scientists and, like, people like Bill Gates. <laughs> the doctors are getting in. Quick, grab the guns. Grab the guns. Go and build some shit real quick. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Nail the doors quick. The physicists are here. <laughs> drones, drones, drones. So, this is it gets even crazier. J. Remy, you want to read ATM machines have been torn apart. Security has started fleeing the grounds, and various structures are being set ablaze. Yeah, people started destroying the ATM machines and stealing the money out of it. People were going crazy. He said, Oh, MTV is setting the tone for all this destruction. He said, Because of MTV was somehow. <laughs> They took the blame, huh? Yeah, Jeffrey, you want to read this? I know this might be your favorite part here. You want to read? (laughs) The women, quote, who were running around naked, unquote, are part of the reason there were so many sexual assaults. Wow, I can't believe you believe in that. No, that's what what John Shear, he's the chief villain. He that was what he said in the documentary. He's one of the guys that was uh, responsible for setting up the organization, the event. He says, "Well, these women walk around naked and stuff. They're kind of just asking for it." So they were taken like full on rape. That was my discussion earlier. Is like, is really like this chick pulled her titties out, somebody tweaked her nipple. Is she really going to them for a for, no, like I said, for like a sexual they, assault case, they or are they getting for real Bro, rape? There's video. There's videos of like a girl on top of a guy. Uh, on top of a guy's shoulder in a crowd, and then she shows her tits, and then you see like ten hands. <laughs> he showed like his that. tits. <laughs> we didn't need the visual. We got. He's like showing his tits. They're my tits, and they're grabbing my tits. They're pulling out my tits. 
I want people to know they can't see it, but they're grabbing. The minute I pull them out, they, grab, they jumped and grabbed my tits. <laughs> Thank goodness so, they didn't pull her pants well, down. I was trying to show so you she guys. got ripped off the shoulders, and then all these hands came up, grabbed her tits, and then she got pulled and boop, into the ground like Jaws. Is that they have a video of that? The ground or something? I, I wasn't there. I didn't ask her. I don't know. Is there a you video of that? Omar, is you that a video? Nine year old. You, you were in the crowd like yeah! get her, get her, Omar. get her. Omar. <laughs> what? Was that part of the video? Do they have anybody be any of the women being pulled down? Do they show that? I mean, you could, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a video of okay. clear sexual assault many times in the documentary. Yes. If that's your thing, Jeffrey. It, it started out, like, I think <laughs> when, when, Corn, when Corn played on that, like, first date, I think. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. Corn I think they that. addressed it. Offspring. Corn, corn and offspring kind of causes rape a uh, little uh, bit. No. How you blame MTV <laughs> for the rape? It's, offspring comes corn. out and is like, hey, I see a lot of assholes grabbing on women. Uh... Knock it the fuck off. And he's like, women should be able to crowd surf without you guys, like, grabbing on them and shit. And then it would show women crowd surfing and guys, like, grabbing them and shit. And I've been in enough pits where, like, it is very frequent. Where, like, if a woman's crowd surfing or something, there's yeah. going to be guys that are going to be like, I'm going to try to fucking, as I pass it around, I'm going to grab her. Sniff her booty hole as she passes something. over your head crowd surfing. And, and, and <laughs> as as we were bringing up before, the lineup was fucking crazy. They only had three women, and the women were Cheryl Crow, Lannis Morissette, and Jewel. And then, and then it varied to Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Corn, Rage Against the Machine. So there was a lot of anger there. And they tried to, like, offset it by, like, oh, let's have fucking Dio. Let's have fucking Jewel. Like, it was such a weird fucking lineup. And as 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 Limp Bizkit said, it was just one of those days where people didn't want to wake up. Is this the same show sucked. that uh, sucked? The the just that break stuff. That infamous video of Rage Against the Machine doing that. Uh, Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. They've done that. I've seen that like video of them there at a two huge st- concert. There were two was that this? I don't know. Oh, is this what you were just talking about? Yeah, guys, I've seen the video of this performance. Something that looks older and crazy. This is all over the like place. Like they were causing some fucking oh my god, some crowd massacre. The, the one part here's the Willie Nelson, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, Everlast, Elvis Costello, Jewel, Creed featuring Robbie Krieger, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was on Sunday on yeah. the East Stage. That does sound like a badass show lineup to go see, though. And what's funny, I think one of the funniest things is, is as it ends, one of the last songs, uh, Megadeth, Megadeth uh, ends Woodstock playing Peace Sells. <laughs> Peace Sells, but who's buying? <laughs> this, this is what really like upsets me, though, is that like today if you go to like the biggest festival of the year with all the top artists, you're going to be going to see Cardi B and shit like that. And don't nobody want to hear this, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. I don't know how you love Cardi B because she's so annoying. And that's like what you pay to see at these huge festivals now. Woodstock has to come back and put rock back onto the its little throne up there because it seems like rock's been dying out. Woodstock. This is the last Woodstock because... Rock music doesn't rage like this no more. Well, this was Woodstock 2022, sponsored by Mike's and Men. Ha! Yeah, we'll put on our own little Woodstock. (laughs) Woodstock 2020, dude. 2022, bro. Shit, got 2020. There's the airbase. Infinity. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shit was shit was really crazy. Do you guys know? Uh, How could you not? It's an air base. How could you not know it's going to get warm? Oh my god! It's yeah. upstate New York at the end of July. Fred, July twenty-four. Jumped into the crowd. Yeah, he jumped into the crowd. They brought up one of those ply boards and he jumped on it because he was like, "That's cool. I like what that guy's doing." He's like, "Bring it over here." So they bring the plywood and he jumps on it and they all like hold him and he and he's crowd start. You could see the plywood right here. See it kind of right there, the wood. Yeah, they bring the plywood. Yeah, they tear down the plywood from the amps and from the stage, and people are crowd surfing on the plywood as the crowd holds it up, and then Fred Durst jumps on it and does the same thing. We got to take this picture and put it on the the, the page, on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Up there, that one, the dude was wearing the type of sweats <laughs> that girls wear now because they said Nike on his butt. And dudes don't wear the, the butt letters no here's more. Here's one of the craziest things. So there's one of Alec ba- uh, Baldwin's uh, younger brother, the one in Biodome. And do you guys know who this is? Rosie Perez, I think. Yeah. yeah. So she comes out on stage to do something. I forget what. And the whole crowd is is shouting, show me, show your tits. Hell show yeah. your tits. She said, I ain't show showing you tits. shit. And she goes... <laughs> Oh, right here. I Steven ain't showing sh- you shit. Yeah, I ain't showing you shit. And then they keep, and then they start booing her and start throwing stuff. Oh yeah, stuff like bitch, get on like, stage then. <laughs> oh. And then they're like, and then she's like, all right, fuck this. And you could tell, like, you could see the discomfort. She's like, all right. So I'm that was like, what that was was like a womanizing concert. Yeah, yeah. Like womanizers. It was tons all of womanizers. <laughs> come this. So it was like weekend. at the peak of like. Girls Gone Wild time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They really go into All it in the documentary college, and explain it. You know, they, they say... Frat boy stuff. It literally was like every frat boy there. Like, everyone that was there was like a frat boy dude that was like, who's your favorite band? They're like, oh, it's a tie between Limp Bizkit and Metallica. And like, what's your favorite thing to do? Drink brewskis and pound pussy, bro. Like, it's like those type of... Like, thousands. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> And they're and they're mad. Bumper stickers. And they're mad because <laughs> drink beer and pound pussy. Yeah, that's it. Mike's men new uh, <laughs> bumper sticker. Get it this uh, summer. <laughs> Literally, it was so hot. They were hungry. They were sleeping in shit. Uh, they were probably not getting pussy. They were drunk, so they were just taking all that anger out on each other. They had to see ICP. No, <laughs> they were probably excited. But do you see like how aggressive and like all the weird bands? It literally, literally. Should have just been called Anger Fest. Oh, for men, <laughs> for, men. For, for white men, men. <laughs> for young white men. <laughs> no shit got crazy. I want you guys. I mean, you don't have to, but if you guys watched it, I think you would really enjoy it. Again, that's on HBO Max. Shit got crazy. I, Man, uh, I'll have HBO. I wish I did though. I would love to watch this. I'll give you my. Uh, for real give you my info right? my dude. fuck the corporation hell yeah dude <laughs> oh. yeah dude yeah shit got crazy i don't even know so okay so we'll wrap it up by saying what eventually happened there were so many fires after red hot chili peppers and people were fighting people were destroying stuff shit was getting so bad it got declared a riot many of the bands had to escape throughout the back the army got called in. Let's see if we could find exactly what's <laughs> so stuck funny. They like army. these raging stoners. No, the frat bros. It wasn't well, they stoners. were on an army base. Raging drink, raging frat boy. Oh, yeah, it was right by the army base. Right. They were on the army they were base. On it? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, why it was all that time. But it's an 
army. They gotta be. <laughs> they gotta Wait be there, second. right? <laughs> but it's in the name. Oh, Jeffrey's on his nuts. <laughs> People are grabbing me. No, no. It had been I... recently like closed. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Over oh. watched. The... Omar watched Spoiler alert! Omar watched the documentary. Well, because I even remember they said that like after a few hours the army finally, uh, after two hours the army finally comes and I was like, why the fuck did it take so? And they and what's so funny is they stroll in. The army strolls in with their batons and they're like, hey, come on, come on. And there's a white guy that's being interviewed that was like there. He's like, yeah, we started. I remember at one part we broke in the food trucks and we were just throwing frozen pretzels at each other. <laughs> is this a a new? Uh, it just came out like a week ago. Really? Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention that. It's July something came, or other. Yeah. yeah, I keep on seeing all these like recent dates. It came out for the... Because it, it, it happened on July 24th. I think it came out like July 24th. This shit happened on my birthday? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and, and, and so what happens Holy is... Molly. The guy being interviewed is like the army fucking came in. And, they, and this was the biggest display of white privilege. He's like, the army... He even says that. He's like, the army just gently grabs us and is like, come on, guys, you can't do this. And just moves us... <laughs> Out of the army base, no one was hurt. There was a there was a lot of arrests and stuff, but like, and when you see the cops in the army come in, they're just kind of like get 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 like they're, like they're trying to get like a like a stray cat out of the backyard. The stoners are doing that to the cops and army. Frat boys, you keep when you see it, you these guys are not stoners. <laughs> you keep saying stoners, but when you see these guys, they're not stoners. They're stoners, bro. They all of them don't. They're nineties stoners. No, these are nineties. They're like who, uh, like, uh, they know, like, Santeria, and that's it. Santeria. By Sublime? By Sublime. <laughs> oh. And they know no other Sublime songs. It's We're those talking. type of people. <laughs> no, I know more. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, I love Sublime. Santeria? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know any okay. other songs? It's like, okay. the one about the smoking two joints? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm I a stoner. <laughs> I smoke joints and listen to Santeria. Okay. Want to go play disc golf on the, on the, on the quad, bro? <laughs> We're going to go finger bang some bitches uh, and drink some Natty Light after nine. And let's have a push-up contest. Yeah, like, I, I understand that, like, people like that could have been, like, called, like, stoners, but they weren't really stoners. Those were, like, Pebblers. frat boys that, like, kind of smoked. Like the... They smoked mids. <laughs> they smoked mids and got overpriced. They were People posers. were like, <laughs> they got charged. They were 30. like, "This is good shit." Dude, I got this really good shit. It's called Downtown Brown. It was only thirty a blunt. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. Yeah, so what's like ninety nine? Who would have thought, dude? It gets intense. Dude, I completely I be, missed all this. I, when I'm I say this, sure. just listen. I'm not comparing the two. Just listen to this. I am. I'm, I'm somewhat topical. Not that knowledgeable. Not as smart as you guys. But the Tulsa. Massacre. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. I knew nothing about that really? until they were. I read about it when the documentary came out, which I watched, which was very interesting. I I, I knew nothing about this. Yeah. You know, with Stock 99. Now I'm all interested in. Some of these documentaries that are coming out now are just unbelievable. They're better than watching any produced movie. Oh, I I'd watch oh, yeah. a documentary over. Way the, over anything. Documentaries are so good nowadays. Yeah, do you, do you, you have many? There are so much. All shit. the streaming services. What you can find. There's that one that I was trying to tell you on your show that you had to check out with uh, Santiago Diaz or Santiago. What was it? Or uh, Rodriguez searching for uh, Sugar Man. Really? You got to watch that on Netflix. I, it is so good. That 
that movie, that documentary blew my mind. I had no idea. Like, I don't know. Somebody that was supposed to be huge. This dude was like competing with Bob Dylan. What? Oh, yeah. Like, have you talked about that before? It is so good. And it, I've looked up his music on, um, I looked up his album on YouTube and it's amazing. Yeah. The dude he is was, yeah. really good. And his whole life, he just worked construction and just lived in Detroit. Here's some of uh, the riots. People were gathering tables, anything they could to burn. Uh, the, like I said, the army had to come in. Yeah, the documentary, it's insane. It gets more in-depth. It, it has interviews from people from people that were there in the crowd that were a part of this. Uh, it has uh, the, the front guy from Korn interviewing. Uh, it has interview from <laughs> this uh, girl reporters like a and journalists. <laughs> 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 All these guys look so 90s. <laughs> look that guy right there. <laughs> it's like a Halloween costume. If you were, if you were looks like Fred day. Durst. He <laughs> 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 had to go and incognito to, to get out of there. Is that why Fred Durst looks like that now? Oh, here you they saw come. That guy. He was like, Here's he's the so army sweet. and the cops. Uh, the other just like, come on, guys, scoot out of here. Let's go. Yeah, they start grabbing. All they're doing is they're picking the weakest people to make them yeah. they look like they yeah, did something. Like... <laughs> These big like, farts. It's a camera there. Grab that, okay, the, you the, go. The cop's like, grab that nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah. There's a news camera. Grab somebody weak. Yeah, they started <laughs> topping over stuff. People were running around naked. It was crazy. This yeah, is amazing. Fire to the, the trucks. Did you, you watch the documentary? I did. I watched okay. it all. So it was recommended to me. One of my friends was like, you should watch this. I think you'd love it. And then I watched it, and I was blown away just because because they have they have people that were there footage. There's a ton of footage from people that were there during the riots and at the shows and stuff. There's so much footage. There's so many, like, titties. There's so many fires, so much destruction. Look, this, this cop was just walking in circles because there were so many titties. He was like, what am I really supposed to do? There's I so mean, many fires. He's like, what do I do? I'm not a firefighter. Do I put these out? There must have been, like, 99 titties He's like, uh, dude, you see? Oh. It, it's ridiculous how, like, crazy 9,900 titties. 99 dude. red titties go by. <laughs> So, so you see that cop run that back? That cop was just walking around. Yeah, a lot of all them. that pe- all that stuff going around. Like this I is said, amazing. Cops and security are just kind of like eh. we'll watch this. You watch Searching for Sugarman, Sugarman. Yeah. Oh, is that a fair trade? Oh, it's a super fair trade. Yeah. And then look at all this. There's so much trash, so much destruction. It shows. There was, like, fencing and stuff, and people were tearing the wood apart and, and toppling the fences over. People started rushing the gates and jumping the fences and breaking the wooden, the, the chain link fences to, to rush that didn't pay. This is the aftermath. Everything, so much garbage. Everything's They're broken outside. apart and destroyed. This is... It's crazy. Dude, that, that does Fred like... Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst. Who would have thought Fred Durst could do this? Yeah, Fred Durst, if he came back nowadays, people would be like, oh, Fred Durst. Like, they would never get as now, violent as this. Now, we haven't even said his name in the last half hour. Do you realize that? It was just all the destruction right. he caused. This guy, I had no idea. The, the government needs to take this guy <laughs> and just have Her him perform in certain areas we want to go to war with. And then when you start the concert, he just flattens cities. 
Bring out the durst. <laughs> I did it all for the news. I'm a rolling, 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 rolling. What? Yeah. You rolling. No, I don't know. I'll be looking at that shit right here. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so creative. On that note, we're going to go search for Fred Durst. Yeah, if you guys want to see more of this, check out our Facebook. We'll have some video clips and stuff posted up. You want to see the documentary? Check out HBO Max. If you have a story about Fred Durst, uh, <laughs> we'll say it on the air and bring you a for Styles Rigatoni. If, if you were, shirts. and please, if you know Fred Durst, do not bring a microphone and amplifiers by him. If you were, because hurt. there might be a fucking oh, yeah. rampage. If you were on your hands, if you were hurt or assaulted at Woodstock '99, please call in or email to Mike's. <laughs> Go to cbwproductioncompany.com. It's your birthday. <laughs> All right. That'll, well, did you already sign out once? Same way we did no, last time. But it's your turn. I'm going to plug us. Plug it. You it's can starch. listen to <laughs> this podcast on many social media platforms. Help me out. Radio Public, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Dingleberry cast, <laughs> leg cast, grinder, arm cast, and on cast, CBW Production Company <laughs> Facebook page. Thanks Fuck to Shaggy and Omar. You can catch me on CBW Radio Mondays through Friday, 6 a.m. to 12 noon. <laughs> And please, if you're mailing big-ass dildo packages, <laughs> please send more to Shagsters. I know he needs some. That was Jay that did that, by the way. You like that? <laughs> and Have you used it yet? No, it was just an empty tube. It was just a prank. Oh, man, that's so good. And that's going to cost like a dollar. If I send them a picture, they'll they'll give me a free revenge revenge prank on them. Stop, And I can make them have to sign for it and shit. (laughs) I was thinking about sending it to Kix96 where he works down there in Mississippi. Ooh, having a glitter bomb. Send Send him a Fred Durst doll. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen... No, Glitter Bombs. Are you wrapping this shit up? No, we're rolling. We're keeping it rolling rolling. right now. We're watching Glitter Bombs. You ever see a Glitter Bomb pass one of these? It sends in a box, and then you're like, oh, Oh cool, this is open. Then you open it, and there's a fan. It's spring-loaded and a fan, so it goes, and then it spreads glitter everywhere. Glitter Bombs. Uh, (laughs) Endorsed by Mike's Men. We love... Uh, Fred Durst and Glitter Bombs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This has been Mike's and Men. I'm uh, Jeff Stritch. I'm Sean. Uh, I'm high. See ya. (laughs) And in the back. Uh, Shaggy. uh, Uh, Yeah. uh, 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 Buddy Addison over here. Okay, a little active Wait, higher. Like the like the like the movie, like when you were about to watch the movie THX. No, like Letter Kenny. Close encounters. Oh, I was doing like no, you know when you watch the movie and it has a THX thing, it goes. Uh, oh, there you whoa. go. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Oh. Huh. Another Oreo shirt. All right, so are you comes <laughs> down or what? I do have a new one though. <laughs> no, you don't. You I so did. I, I got to do it. I'll wear it next time. <laughs> <laughs>